Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Derogi. This week, Better Than Nate. Written by Merev Zeifert. I've answered the doorbell without peering through the eye hole, and now I'm regretting it. Can you please, please visualize it in my thesis defense tomorrow? There's Layla at my open porch door, wide-eyed and whining. Her pout is less endearing now that it's unaccompanied by bedroom eyes and one of my oversized pajama t-shirts. Please? She wraps and unwraps a braid around her finger. The gesture cuts me like a knife. You're the best visualizer I've ever had. Fine, I say, and shut the door. Damn it. The first time Layla hooked me up to God was on our second date. We just finished making love for the first time, and her hair was must at the back, red blonde strands coming out of her pigtails. Her face was flushed, and her skin glowed, and her expression was bright and refreshed and relaxed. She rolled over and reached toward the floor near the bed. Put this on, she said, and handed me a helmet attached to a giant metallic wire tangle on wheels. Kinky, I said, and accepted the helmet. I'd like you to meet the galvanic orchestration device, Layla said. Put it on and visualize something, she instructed. Something static. Really focus on it, otherwise you'll ruin it. And close your eyes. Ruin what? But Layla had already shut the door. After fifteen minutes, she came back. Can I open my eyes? I asked. Yeah. Layla was kneeling in front of the metallic tangle and rummaging between the wires. Her hands found a small door. She opened it and fished inside. Whoa! She breathed and held out her palms. In them lay a perfect miniature likeness of Layla, done in shining bronze. Her expression was alert, relaxed, glowing, with tiny strands of hair coming out of her braids. You are so much better than Nate, she said. Who's Nate? I asked. My ex, she replied. He'd try to make a pencil and it would come out wood pulp. He had the imagination and focus of a toad. Trying not to smile, I looked back at the statue. Layla did too. Whoa, she said again, and kissed me. In the weeks that followed, we kissed and made love often, and in between we hooked up to God. I would create a sharp, fresh-smelling bouquet. Layla would present me with a yellow peony that drooped and kissed me sloppily on the cheek. I'd create a rosy apple, its leaf quivering at the stem. Layla would produce a shriveled tennis ball, wrinkly and fuzzy at the edges. I'm going to miss you, she said when she was leaving town for an overnight conference. Wait right here, I said, and came back from God with a true-to-life replica of the contents of my underpants. She laughed, rolled her eyes, and manifested a blurry, misshapen fedora to go on top of it. We made love twice, and she nearly missed her train. Three or four months later, we settled into a routine. We made love once or twice a week. Layla worked on improving God, and I'd hook up to it. I got to know the nuances of the machine. 
the colors of my creations growing more vivid, their shapes more true. I manifested miniature reproductions of famous sculptures, tiny blooming cacti, and even small puffing blowfish. I'm sorry, Kai, Layla said one night. This isn't going to work. She wrapped a pigtail around her finger and unwrapped it. You just aren't as interesting as your creations. It's the morning of Layla's thesis defense, and Layla is on the stage, facing a quarter-full auditorium. She's talking into a microphone. Her advisor and other audience members are asking questions. Behind her, God and I are also on stage, waiting. Spotlights pointed at us with a sense of drama I did not expect from a thesis defense. And now, a round of applause for Kai, who will be demonstrating for us today. I don't want to do this. I whisper under the sound of clapping as Layla kneels to show the audience the empty compartment inside the tangled wires. The spotlight shines badly on its stainless steel bottom. Please, she begs under her breath. Even Bruce with his photographic memory doesn't get creations as sharp as yours. Who's Bruce? I ask. Layla wraps and unwraps a braid around her finger. I follow her gaze to a curly-haired, bearded man in the third row. Pinned to his lapel is a sorry-looking yellow peony with droopy malformed petals. I recognize the handiwork, and it feels like a kick to the gut. Never mind, I say. Don't tell me. The auditorium dims and we are alone, God and I, on stage under the spotlights. Even though I only saw Bruce for a second, the image of him is bright in the darkness of my mind. Him together with Layla, the both of them doing things I would really rather they didn't. I wonder if I should wreck the presentation. Imagine something fuzzy and anticlimactic and unspecific and gray. Or humiliate Layla, manifest her armpit without a shave, or the saggy briefs she wears on laundry day. I glance at Layla's face in the wings. She's tense and alert, and something in me stirs. Maybe if I conjure that same statue I created that first time, of Layla's bronzed face, rested and glowing, she'll remember how good we used to have it. An opportunity for a grand and public gesture. I turn my face forward again. Bruce is sitting quietly in the audience. His chest rises and falls faintly, and his breath flutters his mustache. Maybe I'll just imagine something curious but safe. A two-headed carrot, or a stack of coins with the wrong faces on them. A magic trick to please the crowd, then walk away and be gone. God buzzes warmly and familiar under my fingertips. I shut my eyes and put on the helmet. This has been Better Than Nate, written by Merev Zeifert. Manowaker Studios' flash fiction podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, 
CB Derogi. Thanks for listening. Thank you.